Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to episode 51 of the Archerpreneur Now podcast. It is me once again, fist pumping with all the energy in the world, Heath Armstrong, and I am so pumped up that you're listening to this right now. Yes, you, wherever you may be, whoever you may be, whatever you may be doing, uh, running around outside with your pants down or inside writing your next book or memoir. Whatever it is, it's awesome. It's creative. Keep doing it. Today, I've got on Kendra Cantor. She's awesome. And she had a lot of struggle in her past with with depression and suicidal thoughts. And what she did was she got help. And then she realized that there's so many other people out there that need this kind of support, the support that she really didn't have when she needed it the most. So she's sort of tweened herself into being this amazing uh, creative wellness mentor and guide for women who suffer from mental health issues, uh, helping these women take action towards becoming the people that they really want to be and living the life that they truly want to create and enjoy. It's such a powerful story. And this is exactly why I do these podcasts is so that I can get people like this out there with their word to people that need help the most. Everybody hang on tight because it's going to be awesome. And for all the show notes, it's artsynow.com forward slash 51. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Come on, everybody. Let me hear that beat. Come on. Come on, everybody. Let me hear that stickity, stickity, rickety, dickity beat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, here we go now. Who wants to get a little bit funky out there? I wanna get funky. Who wants to get a little creative out there, huh? Yeah. Which one of you wants to get a little bit artsy now? Well, I do. I do. Well, get on with your bad selves. Yeah. All the way from the windy city of Chicago, to teach you how to improve your self-wealth and conquer anything. She has a dream of traveling full-time in an RV. She loves coffee and nature, but she hates bugs. Zombie-obsessed and loves fantasy novels, but romance novels are forever her guilty pleasure. Enthralled with gemstones and crystals and thinks birds are beautiful yet terrifying she's a wellness mentor she's a writer she's a mama she's bringing out the happy 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 in all of us little boys and all of you little girls a skidamarinkity dinkity dink a skidamarinkity do kendra cantor how are you you are the entrepreneur now Hi, thank you for having me. That was really intense. <laughs> I slowed it down a lot more than usual. I was trying some new stuff out. I liked it. Nice high energy to get us started. Um, I'm also scared of bugs, so. I hate bugs. They're awful. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's going on? Uh, not much. I am just hanging out. I I've been doing some art today and hanging out with my son. So I'm excited to talk about everything I do that incorporates um, art in my business. I'm not directly 
in the art field, but I work a lot with it with uh, women with mental health issues. So, yeah, and it's amazing. And don't say you're not directly in the art field because I saw those paintings behind you in the pre-chat. Uh, <laughs> you got them out of control. So you're you're definitely a, a multi-creative, and you got this beautiful website. You're doing amazing things, helping women and others kind of d- finally discover what their true passions are and mm-hmm. how to get there and and how to cope with things that you've experienced yourself. You know, like depression. And it is such a powerful thing to have people like you out there kind of acting as a mentor to others. And I can't say thank you enough. And I know everybody out here loves hearing stories and, and loves getting a little bit of guidance from people like you. Thank you for that. That was something that I, when I uh, was in, you know, that hole of depression and anxiety for a long time, I wanted someone to be there that was like what I'm doing now. And that's kind of why I started to create what I do now because I have felt that need from myself and I just wanted to fill that hole. And I'm, I'm really glad that people resonate with it and enjoy what I'm doing and really get a lot out of it. Yeah. And like the, the passion that you're going to have with it because of the experiences that you've had, people know that there's trust there immediately. You know, it's all legit. You're not just reading books and then trying to help people. You've actually been there. You've been through it. And that, that's an amazing thing to be able to uh, feel and then pass on and show people that it can get better. Definitely. Would well, you want to take a minute to tell us about your, your background and, and kind of how you got to where you are right now? Um, okay. Based um, off maybe what, <laughs> what you were doing as a child, what you wanted to be when you grew up, and then how it's kind of turned into, into everything it is now and all this amazing stuff that you're doing to change the world. Uh, definitely. Um, let's see. It started, my story starts when I was about 13. Um, I've I never was really a happy child. Um, and I just kind of, when I was 13, realized that I was in a really dark place. I started to have some suicidal thoughts and just really realized that I needed some help. And I was lucky enough to have a mom who also has mental health issues. So I was able to go to her and say, Hey, I think there's something wrong and I need help. Um, and that was really great, but I know a lot of teens don't have that. A lot of even young adults and new mothers and all that stuff don't have any kind of support. Um, and that can be hard. So, um, I started in therapy and I was on and off medication for years and I've been in and out of therapy since then. Um, and you know, depression, anxiety is a lifelong struggle, but I'm always learning and I'm always improving myself and I'm, in a much better place now. But, um, you know, when I was at that point, I was more of an artist for a long time. I did photography and I did creative writing. I actually went to art school for a year, majoring in photography in Boston, which was really fun, but it also kind of broke the artist in me for a really long time. Um, I, you know, was a thousand miles away from my support system and I just had no one to lean back on out there. And, um, my, you know, the art school just wasn't what I thought it was going to be, I guess. And, um, so I struggled and I didn't feel confident in my art anymore. And for a few years after I dropped out, I went through a hole. Am I really an artist if I'm not doing it to sell something or if I'm not creating beautiful conceptual works or all these kind of thoughts that many artists deal with. And it really dragged, like it really um, made my depression even worse because I had all these self, this self doubt and um, bad thoughts about even leaving school. I was like, was this the right decision? And, you know, back and forth forever. And 
Um, finally, uh, let's see, in 2012, or no, 2011, when I got pregnant with my son, I my anxiety got even worse. And at that point, I wasn't working. I was just kind of, um, you know, on this path of trying to find out who I wanted to be and where I wanted to go. And um, after my son was born, my anxiety and depression got like the worst it's ever been. And I was dealing with some postpartum stuff. And um, it was just really, really hard. You know, I had most of the most days I couldn't even get out of bed and, you know, really struggled. And um, at some point I had this epiphany that what I wanted to do with my life was help women like me who were feeling um, lost and out of control and like they didn't have a support. Um, I had my husband and I had my family, but I just kind of needed the realness of someone who had been through it. And I love therapy and I love doctors and I'm not a replacement for any of those things, but I wanted to be someone who could show you that this is a path that a lot of people take and that it's, you're able to get through it, um, that it's going to take work, but you can get there. And, um, so I started, I focused on my own health (laughs) and got better and then started my business and, now it's been a little over a year and I work with women and I, and, um, you know, I am a support and a mentor and a guide and I help them. Um, I use a lot of art in my um, different services and different books and all that kind of stuff. So long story. <laughs> I think that's where about where I'm at. <laughs> How powerful is that? I mean, seriously, like latching on to that and, and then taking what you experienced and going out to show people that, that you can turn it around and like you, you looked around and needed somebody like that and you didn't have it. And you've Mm -hmm. kind of created that person that needs to be out there. Have you had a lot of success um, with people finding you that need your help and being able to help them? I mean, I imagine that it feels really, really good to be able to share what you know with them and watch them get better and heal a little bit more every time as well. Um, it's kind of a struggle because as with any, especially online business, it's really hard to market yourself and get your business out there. But, um, you know, I am, I've trying really hard to get out there and I've worked with women off and on and I have a few different courses that I've worked with and services and even some, you know, I just get messages on Facebook or through email, like once or twice, once a week or once every couple weeks, just saying, um, I stumbled upon you and, I really resonate with what you're doing and um, I really want to thank you for what you're creating and being honest and open and just getting things like that is so encouraging to me right now and just really helps solidify that I'm on the right path. Well, I don't think there's any question on if you're on the right path or not. (laughs) That's for sure. And I just talk about persistence. Like I know that everybody goes through minor ups and downs. Some people have it affect them a lot more than others. And and it's a proven thing. And my stepfather, like he's got manic depression and it's amazing how different of a person he is when he's going through one of those periods with all that anxiety and all that stress. And I think that the, the healing factor of it, you've got to have people like you there every step of the way to help people and just, just taking one step forward every day, you know, just being a little bit persistent and, and going a little bit closer to that goal and making sure that you don't let go of yourself when things get really bad again. Um, Mm -hmm. it's beautiful. I mean, it really is. And it pumps me up. Yeah. It's definitely, definitely a struggle. And, um, I think that's where a lot of, you know, in the world, mental health is a big topic now. 
um, because a lot of people are suffering with it and being starting to get more open. But at the same time, there's not as much support. There's a lot of people who still don't believe in it. So they have family members who just say, just go be happy. Don't, you know, don't be so sad. And that's not what people with mental health need. They need more support. And so that's where people like me and other mentors and therapists come in. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I get contacted from people, you know, from time to time that, that express to me, you know, that they're having troubles and not necessarily mental health, but depression and anxiety. I don't know if that categorizes mm-hmm. mental health or not, but uh, to certain levels, I'm here to reach out and help those people as well. And I want to do everything that I can to help them and listening to their personal stories and, and how they open up and just being able to diagnose what they can do and what I've done in my past to move forward a little bit because you know there was a point in my life where I did nothing but drink. I mean, mm-hmm. I drank like I was I was not happy, highly stressed, didn't know what to do with my life. I was drinking at least a pint a day. And mm-hmm. and it was like water to me. I didn't know anything else. And I have taken steps since then and and now it's like, you know, I do like to have the occasional beer and drink with my friends, but uh, everything that I do has completely flipped around and, and for the better. And it's so amazing, but I wouldn't have been able to do it without people that are out there like you and stories that relate like how Elrod, you know, he was on and he got hit by a car and was pronounced dead for six minutes. This is episode 16. And he had a choice when he woke up, they told him he was going to, you know, probably be paralyzed the rest of his life. So right then and there, he had a choice to either be depressed and mope about it for the rest of his life or to accept it and to be happy and make the best of the situation. Well, his parents actually brought some like uh, psychiatrists in to talk to him because he was so happy after his wreck and they thought that there was something wrong with him, you know, like he mm-hmm. had brain damage because he was being positive. And he ended up walking like nine days later and, and went on to create this amazing you know, story called The Miracle Morning, um, which has really revolutionized my life. But, but going from... A, a point like you, you know, you said you, you were contemplating suicide or him where he literally was pronounced dead for six minutes, like going from the very bottom and, and rising up and helping change the world along the way. I mean, there's nothing better. And, mm-hmm. and I think everybody out there needs to understand that it can be done. Absolutely can be done. You just have to hold on and you have to meet people, reach out, network. And, uh, you know, Kendra's a great person to get a hold of for that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That That's a incredible story. <laughs> Yeah, and I've I've got a girl I've been talking to who she struggles with her what she wants to do with her life. Um, mm-hmm. She's contacted me. Her name's Kelsey, sweetheart. I mean, she's down in Texas, I think, and and she's been told a lot that she can't do it, you know. And she battles mm-hmm. this, and it's a problem for her. And she's done the drugs, and she's done the drinking. And I might have to connect you with her because I think you could probably help her out a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely. Um, hard when you, you know, I was in a similar place when I went to art school and I just felt like the feedback I got from my professors was that I was boring and that I wasn't good enough to do it. And, um, you know, then I was like, what am I going to do with my life? And that's, I think that's a pretty common thing to, um, you know, experience depression after that. And same with artists, you know, the self doubt and just wondering how you can make it work and be an artist and be successful. There's, there's a lot of mental health issues going on with those things. Yeah, absolutely. Well, your website's Kendra. Is is your last name pronounced Cantor? Uh, Cantor. Cantor. KendraCantor.com, but that's mm-hmm. with an O. Yep. And and she's got this amazing, you know, she's got a bunch of freebies on there you can check out uh, if you want to get in contact with her. And you can also get all this information on artsynow.com 
forward slash Kendra Cantor. Um, so check that out. And when you were coming up as a creative person, and this is something I like to dive into because we, we kind of like to, to hear this when, when you thought about what you wanted to be as a child, um, how does it relate to what you are doing right now? And then what you mainly have vision on in the future? Like, where do you want to take what you're doing now? Uh, do you have any big ideas as far, or do you just want to keep consulting and see where that takes you and just ride the road? Um, when I was a child, I think for a long time, I never really had a solid plan. Um, I know my sister always wanted to be a vet, you know, so I was, she's two years older than me and I just wanted to do everything she wanted to do for a long time. (laughs) Um, but I always knew I wanted to do something creative. Um, and it was, I think I was probably a year after I realized that I was suffering with depression. So I was about 14 when I got my first camera and when I, you know, fell in love with photography. So from that point on, I was like, I'm going to school for photography. I'm going to be famous and, you know, do this for the rest of my life. And I really loved it and was passionate about it. But um, it just didn't work out how I wanted it to. Uh, I still do a lot of photography on my own. It's more of a hobby now, but I do incorporate, like I said, a lot of creative tasks and homework um, into my services and in, with my clients. So my life is pretty much all immersed in creativity. I do a ton of painting now. Um I've started to learn more over the years that my artwork can be more of something that I do for fun than something that I do for a career. And that was a struggle for a long time. I always felt like I had to create perfect images and perfect things that I could sell and people wanted. So um, that was hard. Um, Yeah, that's something we definitely all deal with. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the best solution to it is absolutely just to be yourself and and do it the way you want to do it. And even online, you know, these people that have platforms where they try to write like somebody else's style or they try to repost blogs they've read and things like that. It doesn't really work in the people that are out there actually being themselves like you Mm -hmm. and putting out the effort and teaching and and telling their story. The trust is built immediately and Mm -hmm. the effect is, is huge. I mean, it can be infectious almost. Mm -hmm. Yep. I definitely um, always encourage honesty and being true to yourself and, um, you know, if you're a business person, to be true with your audience and your um, your customers. And, um, you know, on the art side of that, a funny story recently was I my, earlier this summer, my son and I painted a canvas together um, and we had a lot of fun with that. And I, I put it down on my art table and said, OK, I'm going to make this mandala. And I wanted it to be perfect and like mapped out you know, mathematically a perfect circle and perfect lines and all this kind of stuff. And it ended up sitting on my art table for about two months. And I just looked at it every time I went to work and I I never did anything because that is absolutely a hundred percent, not the way I work at all. I am not a mathematician and I don't do things perfectly. You know, my work is always very messy and from the heart and just thinking that I had to do this mandala a certain way just held me back so much. So, um, you know, don't, don't get wrapped up in what other people are doing. <laughs> yeah, it makes perfect sense too. So mm-hmm. you've obviously taken, you know, a state of depression and you've turned it into being extremely productive. I mean, look at you, you're doing all sorts of cool stuff. What what are some things that that you do to keep yourself together on a daily basis? Um and, you know, weekly or in the long run as well, but do you have any habits that that are really important to you that kind of hold it all together? Definitely. The two main things I do is I always set aside time for art. Um, I am a stay-at-home mom, and so I get very, very limited time to work, usually only two or three hours at a time. 
but I almost always try to take about 20-30 minutes of that time before I um, get started on my actual work and sit down at my art table and either doodle or do an art journal or paint or just something creative. Um, and on the days that I don't do that, I can definitely tell because my productivity is a lot lower and I'm not as focused and it just affects my wellness throughout the whole day. Um, the other thing I do is that I practice mindfulness. Um, I'm not very good at meditation. I'm good at it, but I don't do it very often, which I think is common. But um, just kind of paying attention to how I react to things um, is the one habit that I try to really cultivate in my life. And, um, you know, if my son's having a tantrum, I try to pay attention to how I'm reacting to that so that it's in a more positive way. Because, you know, my gut reaction is to just sometimes yell at him and tell him to stop screaming, but that's not <laughs> always going to work out. So um, just mindfulness and, um, you know, I, I incorporate photography with that too sometimes. You know, I, I try to look at the world through my photographer eyes and see the light reflected on things or just the beauty of a moment, um, and it really helps me focus. Yeah, and I think these these things that you put into place are huge, these little life hacks, because mm -hmm. everybody's a little bit different, but you just got to try them out and find. Like the meditation thing, it, it holds me together so much, but just like you said, I don't do it as much as I should. Mm -hmm. even though it works, and I'm good at it. And I think that comes down to a kind of a time thing. So yeah. it, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> um, going along, you know, being a creative, did you have any – big influencers kind of growing up like artists or musicians that you really looked up to that you kind of see their values and what they're doing and you try to kind of model yourself after um i can't specifically pinpoint um any artists that i researched that i like fell in love with but my mom was always um she actually teaches art to homeschool kids now and she was, we always had art supplies around. We always had, you know, paint and any kind of crafts we wanted. And she was just the craft lady at my school and with my friends. And, um, she just really encouraged it in me. And, um, her and I were talking about this earlier because I was telling her that I was going to be on this podcast. And she was saying that it was funny that out of all four of my siblings, that I was the only one that really became a visual creative person because we had so much art around and so much creativity and, um, you know, it was just, I always wanted to do it. I always wanted to paint and be with her and do crafts. And so I'd say she was definitely my biggest influence in wanting to become an artist. Yeah. How awesome. <laughs> so, so do you take any of those habits that you do in particular, um, or when you're working with a client who you're trying to help, what are some things that you start out by doing? Is it more personal based on what they are going through? Or are there some sort of principles that you have that you kind of walk through each time to, to, to make progress? It is almost completely personal. Um, I do, you know, I try to get every client to work with journaling, whether it be art journaling or just writing out their thoughts, because I think that that is a really powerful tool. Um, and, you know, learn, do different, um, a few different systems like the mindfulness and using creativity and those kind of things. But it all is all very, very personal based on the client um, and what they need to work through and who they are as a person. So that's one of my favorite things about it is that it's, it's always different and it's always something new. And that's the best part about doing the kind of stuff that you're doing. And, and every mm -hmm. time you get to help someone, there's always something else that comes out of it. And it's so exciting, isn't it? Just, mm -hmm. just getting to meet these people and, 
and knowing that you're not the only one. We all go through these types of problems and it's it's kind of a crazy world that we live in, but absolutely we can get out of it and we can work with each other and, and learn from each other and make everything better. Yep, definitely. Um, since, since you started, have you had trouble with anything? I, I know that you've got some eBooks up there and, and you've been doing a lot of great promoting. Hmm. Um, have, have you run into anything that just didn't work out for you? Um, not really specifically so far. Um, you know, like I said, just the business side of it is hard to market and get my name out there. Um, I think the hardest thing is that, uh, you know, I, like I said, depression and anxiety is a, it's a lifelong battle. So there are some weeks where I just am not feeling getting on the computer and working. And sometimes that's really hard in a, in a new business because I feel like I need to constantly, you know, be on my phone and be on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. And sometimes I just don't want to do it. And I'm learning a lot to go easy on myself. And just if I need that break, then I take it because, you know, as much as I want to help women my, and I also want to raise my son, my health needs to be the first priority in a lot of things because if I'm not well, then I can't do any of that. Yeah. And I, health is huge. Mm-hmm. I, I was listening to a, a podcast today and I, I can't remember the name of it. I can look it up real quick, but I just now discovered it and it's a huge podcast, but this guy is brilliant. And I listened to like two episodes and I just want to change everything with <laughs> what I'm doing with my life. You know, what I, the way I'm eating and what I learned today was pretty crazy that, that, which I already knew if you eat unhealthy, it's going to lead to, you know, unhealthy body, tired, you know, no energy and things like that. But there's all these episodes about, um, eating and how it, how it affects your sleeping pattern, which in return affects your, your, um, stress glands, which in return cause things like cancer to expand. You know, we all have some mm-hmm. cancer cells in our body, but it's if we can control them or not. And it's all based on your immune system. And it is the most interesting stuff ever getting into the health. So I'm 100% mm-hmm. agree with you on that. It, the show is called the model health show with Sean Stevenson. Um, you know, he's got like his shirt off and he looks like he man on the front, cover. <laughs> but I highly suggest that to anybody out there, check that out. And I'm reading the the book called the China study right now, which is all about eating healthy and, um, mm-hmm. adverse effects of like the dairy industry and, and all these processed foods, which, um, yeah, directly relates to my mood since I've changed my eating habits. It's it's crazy because the productivity levels go up, you feel better, your energy levels are higher, and and you start to really believe that yeah, maybe maybe, you know, piling down 15 Big Macs a day isn't the best idea. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so I bet you learn something every day from your clients, don't you? Yeah, it's fun. It's um, you know, it's just a, I always love to learn and I love just talking about wellness and everything and everybody has a different experience and a different story and it's just so interesting. What are some of the pointers you have as far as wellness goes? Um, if somebody's out there just trying to get better, uh, what, what, what do you recommend in general? Um, that they first start journaling. Like I said, I've said several times, it's, it's definitely, um, you know, it's really core tool that I try to instill in everybody. Um, second is that you learn to take care of yourself and take self care time. And I know that's kind of like a big buzzword these days, but 
Um, it can mean so much more than just, you know, it doesn't have to mean going to a spa and getting pampered. It can self-care um, to me is more about just paying attention to what makes you happy. Sometimes my self-care is literally getting on the floor and rolling around with my son. And to a lot of people, that sounds completely not what they would want. But, um, you know, you have to find what works for you and just take time for um, to focus on yourself. Um, I'd also say you have to learn about your values is my third point that I always try to make. Um, you know, if you learn where what you want to focus on in your life and try to in- cultivate those things and make them happen more, um, it can really improve your your mental health and your emotional and well and um, physical health and all of that. Um, you know, I do not value cooking. I hate cooking. And so when I have to do it, it definitely makes my wellness decrease because I'm just, you know, I get grumpy and I get um, annoyed that I have to do it and all these kind of things. And so that's not something I try to focus on in my life. That's not something I value. Um, but some people do value it. So if you're, you value cooking and you don't get a chance to do it because of work and other responsibilities, then maybe that's something you need to try to focus on more in your life and, and just bring, bring about more. Yeah. Just get out there and get funky and do it right. Yep. (laughs) Get well, keep it happy. Um, can't express how much better you're Phil on the other side of the fence. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's the underlying reason basically why I started this podcast and everything kind of leads up to it. So, so it's amazing. Uh, did you, I'm just curious. See, I've got a day job Mm -hmm. and it's all about, I'm trying to manage time before I go to work, after I go to work. And I find myself waking up, you know, way too early, not getting enough sleep like I should, which can affect everything. Um, going to bed really late at night and not getting very many breaks in between. Mm-hmm. And obviously, my one of my big goals is to wean myself away from the day job, sustain an income on the side, and be able to sustain myself, you know, completely and leave the day job so that that time opens back up in the day and I don't have to get up so early and stay up so late. Uh, with you, did you did you go through a, a a process where you had a day job and you were doing this on the side also, or did you just start this cold turkey by itself? Um, what was the transition for you like? Um, I was not working before I started this. I was, um, you know, I was a stay at home mom, and my mental health was not at a point where I could get out of the house and do any sort of job. So um, I'm lucky enough that my husband supports our family, and I am so thankful that he, you know, gives me the time and the space to do this. And he always tells me, you know, don't worry about the money yet. Don't worry about, you know, making tons of money. Just focus on, you know, doing good and helping people. And, um, you know, he's always, whenever he gets home, he's always willing to watch our son so I can work as much as I need to or want to. And um, so that's great. Yeah. How amazing it is to have people there that are, that are going to support you. And, mm-hmm. and it, it really keeps you going. Like I keep a board. If anytime someone says something nice, you know, to me, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it and I'll look at it, you know, and I've got a vision board and it mm-hmm. reminds me that there are some amazing things that I'm doing out there because at the same time, you know, I get negative feedback from people sometimes like, Oh, you, you know, you're a dick or <laughs> you're, you're a piece of, you know, fake or something. And mm-hmm. I've, people in, you know, England like to use the same word. <laughs> Like yep. pretty often, <laughs> but going back and reading stuff like that is awesome too. Like it just pumps me up even more. So it, it is awesome to have somebody at home um, mm-hmm. that is willing to support you 
like that. And I, I truly wish you all the success in the world as far as getting it off the ground. And I'm, I'm sure you absolutely will. No, no doubt in my mind. Thank you. <laughs> uh, if you could go back to the beginning, was there anything that you would do differently? Um, I don't think so. Maybe I would have a few more um, solidified one-on-one services. Um, I'm still kind of tweaking those here and there, depending on um, you know who I want to target and who I'm working with at the time. Um, but beyond that, I think. Um, I'm actually, I'm really proud of everything I've created in the last year and a little bit um, since I started this and, you know, all of pretty much all the eBooks and products and all of that and my whole website I've done in the last year. And um, so I'm, I'm pretty proud of what I've created. <laughs> Did you have to get out of your comfort zone at all uh, to, to start in the first place? Were you nervous? Did it scare you? Cause I mean, I get scared to do stuff and I make sure I dive head first into it. Um, what about, what about you? Um, I don't think so, really. I was already, you know, I'd been blogging for off and on for about 10 years, and I had talked about um, my mental health a little bit here and there, um, but it just became something that I wanted to be completely open and honest about, and it wasn't really scary. Um, I think the scariest part has been being on podcasts, because <laughs> talking to people has not always been my strong suit with my anxiety, um, but I've been trying to do more of that to get my name out there and to help more people. And, um, but that's about it. I wasn't really scared to start doing, you know, start putting my name out there and, and start being honest about my, my own recovery and my own wellness. That was pretty easy for me. Well, you're doing amazing on the podcast as well. <laughs> Thank you. I could, I could have mellowed out the intro just a little bit, but I, I found lots <laughs> of interesting stuff about you that I had to pop up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you could spend a little bit of time creating something with anybody from the past or present, who do you think it would be and what would you create? Oh, that's a hard question. Um, I think I would want to work with Amanda Palmer. Um, I don't know if you know who that is. She's yes. um, okay. <laughs> um, just because I think she's super down to earth and um, really creative and really open and all is really passionate about helping people too and, you know, making a difference and doing things on her own. And, you know, she doesn't work with a music label and she always crowdsources things. And I think she that wears, would be really fun. She wears amazing <laughs> eyeshadow. Yep. <laughs> Plus she's married to Neil Gaiman. So, you know, that's pretty cool. Oh yeah. <laughs> she does that. Um, What's the, What's that? Uh, did she write a book or something recently? Yep. I saw yep. Something. She, it had something to do with art and creativity, I think. Yeah. It was called The Art of Asking. It was based off of her TED Talk that she did last year. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. I remember that. <laughs> cool. I'll have to check that out. I'll put a link to that in the show notes, too. Amanda Palmer, The Art of Asking. Um, I think you, you could probably Google her to probably pop up immediately. Yep. <laughs> so, well. Dun, dun, dun. If you had to battle Godzilla, Kendra, <laughs> how would you use your creativity or talents to defeat that big, ugly, mean bastard who hates families? Um, I would hope that if there's a giant Godzilla creature, that there's other sort of magic in the world so that I could 
write a story and create a superhero that would come to life and battle him. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're bringing the creativity to use there. Yep. (laughs) That's awesome. I I think that you would probably win. (laughs) I hope so. Uh, he's he's really just a big baby, you know. <laughs> he probably listens to Lady Gaga and wears a thong and strolls around the park and catch him <laughs> off guard. Yep. <laughs> uh, you know, he just, just scares people because of the way he looks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you have any favorite uh, closing advice, resources, or tools that you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, yes, I would love to tell you that I am, I run a workshop called Intro to Journaling for Your Wellness, and I've run it two times so far this year, and this is going to be the third time. It's running in November. It is completely free. There are nine prompts. It's a 15-day course. There's a private community. There's going to be a live Google Hangout with me. Um, there's been a ton of women so far that have worked on it and they've all loved it. They've gotten so much out of it. And, um, you know, it introduces how to, you know, the, like I talk about the, the journaling and, but all the prompts I use are, are very good starting points on how you can start delving into yourself and delving into your wellness and improving on a daily basis. So it is, it is really awesome and really fun. Um, you can find that on my website under my freebies. Damn, that's all free too, huh? Intro yep. to journaling for your wellness. That's awesome. Did you say fif- 15 courses or a 15-day course? What'd you say there? <laughs> it's over 15 days and there are nine prompts. So it's kind of spread out so people have time to create the art and journal. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> well, congratulations on creating that. I'm sure that was a, a task in itself. Yeah, um, definitely. <laughs> but but it's amazing. You know, you create that value for people and the trust is there and, and it's just a fantastic thing that you're doing out there. So I'm, I'm truly honored to have had you on the show. It's been uh, fantastic. And is there a way that our, our listeners can find you or get in contact with you, Kendra? Uh, yes, you can get my website at KendraCantor.com and also on every social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, I am, my name is on everything. It's my handle Kendra Cantor. So it's super easy to find me. All right. I'll put that in the show notes, artsynow.com forward slash Kendra Cantor. Everybody get out there, uh, make a difference in the world, uh, reach out and help people. It's it's an amazing, it's an, a beautiful thing that you can do. Uh, you can have an effect on everybody's life. Break the rules, but first break the rulers. Surrender to your passion, follow it, practice it, get a guide, get people to help you, get mentors like Kendra, visualize the outcome and and then play the edge uh, that That is how you master it. And Kendra, thank you so much for being the Archapreneur now. And always remember to keep it funky. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Archapreneur Now. For all the show notes, it's artsynow.com. If you want to be a guest on the show, email me at create at artsynow.com or on Twitter at HB underscore Armstrong. The music? Well, that's shaky feeling. Check them out. Ventura, California. Ta-ta! Keep it funky.